Hi, I'm Lazarus Gromos. And I'm Nathan Gould, and this is The Back Peg. This is episode two of our daily Doha series, looking at the football played on the 21st of November. Monday, that is Doha time, but most of the games here were on Tuesday, of course, and we had three bumper games to check out overnight, Lazarus. Nathan, we should say that this episode of the Daily Doha is brought to us by Three Lions. Yes, the Three Lions edged out the one leopard. Is it the leopard for Iran? I think, well, yeah, we can call it that, but I think think their nickname is Team Melly, but it was Team Shaky by the end of it today. They were hanging on for dear life for most of that game. I was... Quite surprised by just how leaky and unsolid that defence really was. Because Iran, they've been a solid World Cup team in years gone by. They have kept clean sheets against good teams. And they only conceded a handful of goals during the entirety of qualifying. But that was not on show this morning. Yeah, when I was watching it last night or this morning, I was thinking, Nathan is backing these guys to get out of the group. I can't see how. I really can't. England made a statement today. And boy, they they put the rest of the World Cup on notice, I think. They did. I was really surprised, as I say, how really uncoordinated the defence as a unit seemed to be. It's not the Iran that I've seen in previous tournaments, and we have to say it's 0-2 for Asia at this World Cup, and we have two more Asian teams in action tonight, and we'll see how far um, how far we have to go before the Asian teams get on the board. Hopefully there is one tonight. We'll get onto that later on. Iran were terrible. They, they just weren't at the races today. Similar to Qatar on match day mm. on day one and yeah they were wiped they were taken to the cleaners iran and they weren't helped by the incident between their goalkeeper and the center half early on which took a, a long time to sort out really much longer than it should have but england just ran through them completely and we'll talk about some of the goals and some of the players a good performance for jude bellingham harry Maguire as well before he got substituted i thought bakaya saka of course there wasn't too many players in england that you could put into the they had a bad performance camp or even an average performance. So there was plenty of good uh, good players out there for the three lines this morning. Yeah, look, it just makes you wonder when they get through the group, how when they come up against stiffer opposition in the knockout phases, how this performance will translate. Was it a case England just did what they could do? They were very professional. I think you're right where Iran just were very disappointing and it's unusual to see a Carlos Quiroz team play like that. It really is and... Hopefully, for their sake, they can sort it out for the second and third matches. But at the end of the day, they need to pick up points on the board now. They need to get wins because goal difference. I I don't know if England are going to rack up six goals against uh, Wales and the USA. Based on what I saw this morning, no. But they they should account for both of the USA and Wales. Yeah, so Iran. I suppose we'll talk about the other game, USA and Wales, in this group. And it probably was the best result for Iran, only a draw. But tell me about this game, Lazarus, because I saw the highlights. So I believe you watched the game in full. Tell me about the tell me about the the goals, and it looked as though it was a great atmosphere in the stadium. It was. That was brilliant, and the Welsh national anthem rung out, and it was just uh, people were getting goosebumps. If you're watching it on television, it was incredible. Great to see. That's a great national anthem, that one. But um, and great to see the support that the Welsh had. The Americans started like a house on fire. The first until the goal went in. They were clearly the side that were pressing higher. They were pre- they were really intense. And I was thinking to myself, how long can they sustain this pressure? And it only lasted, to be fair, till the goal went in. And then after the goal went in, Wales just seemed to come alive. Wales looked a bit nervous, which was interesting to see. I mean, I guess that 
the first World Cup in 64 years, you know, uh, was obviously playing on their minds. So it was a huge occasion for them. But uh, they came out in the second half and really just played the game at their tempo. And to be fair, if there was one team that was going to win the game toward the end, it would have been Wales. They just missed their opportunities. They weren't clinical enough in front of goal when the opportunities came. Penalty was a penalty. You can't dispute that. Bale put it away with a plum. I think a fair, yes, it's, it, 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 I think it's a fair result. And as far as the draw is concerned, and it does set up the group well for England and Wales and the USA now. I think Iran are done based on that performance this morning. We're saying very similar things between Iran and Qatar from, from day one. We're saying basically the same things. They're done. They're, they don't look cohesive. They look almost um, lost on the pitch. And I don't know if we are going to get a recovery in match day two, match day three. I hope we do for the sake of the groups and the competitiveness. But it's not looking good for the Asian sides coming into this tournament. As we mentioned throughout our previous series, this is a World Cup effectively on home soil. And they're not making a good account of themselves from these first two matches. Maybe Saudi Arabia can get something together tonight, but it's another tough match for the Asian sides for for them coming up against Argentina. So are we perhaps, was I perhaps, because I was the one more on this bandwagon, overestimating the Asian teams coming into this tournament? With Iran, yes. I'll say that with all due respect to yourself, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I think you were. But Qatar are in a better position than what Iran are, purely on goal difference, right? The damage was limited in Qatar. In Qatar's case. It could have been anything, right? but the scoreboard reflects 2-0, and they still have an opportunity should they be able to, you know, upset the apple cart. They're still, you know, they're still alive to a degree. But Iran, with a negative four goal difference at the end of match day one, uh, very hard to come back, especially from what I saw with between Wales and the USA. They're set up defensively, even though, but like we said yesterday, they were going to have a go at each other, and it ended up, they ended up taking turns at having a go at each other. You know, it was a game of two halves in a, in a way. So are you sticking with your Wales prediction, Lazarus, for them to get out of the group? Or what you saw this morning makes you a bit more inclined to lean maybe towards the Americans? No, I think I'll stick with Wales for now. But like I said yesterday, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the USA did get out of it. It wouldn't surprise me based on what I saw. I, I don't think they can sustain that level of football for a whole game that I saw this morning. But... I was impressed with what I saw. I still think Iran can sort themselves out and do something in this group. I don't think it's going to be a state where they lose all three games. Coming up against what is one of the tournament favourites is always going to be a tough ask, but the more important games are the second two in this group for them, so perhaps they can sort themselves out against Wales and the USA later on. Six points is still well and truly enough to get you out of the group, of course, especially now that there's been a draw. We'll see what happens in that group, and we also had... The other game from Group A this morning, Senegal against the Netherlands, and there was pressure on both these teams coming into it after Ecuador's win on the opening day, and the Dutch were able to secure the win in this game, Lazarus. Yeah, the Dutch were too good. Do you think so? The Dutch were too good. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I thought up until uh, Louis van Gaal, the manager, changed the system and put Cody, uh, Cody Gakpo up front alongside Memphis, it was very much an even game, and even sitting at 80 minutes, the game really could have gone any way. Yeah, could have, but I think the Dutch were in control of the midfield and the, and the tempo. You know, both teams were were in it. You're right, but watching the game, I felt that the Dutch would come away as winners, and that's what inevitably happened. Great ball by De Jong for that header. Brilliant. The game needed a little spark like that to get the scoring underway, and 
a fantastic way to go about it. Cody Gakpo, who got on the score sheet, subject to lots of transfer speculation over the last three months, and that is only going to ramp up now that he's scored his first goal at a World Cup. I want to talk a little bit more about the Dutch team. That's natural. Yes. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my Dutch scarf on. It was out and about last night watching the game. And Louis van Gaal, a manager who has some tactical nous about him and delivered on this on this instance, as I say, changing the system or moving players around, shall we say, and bringing on Davy Klaas and pushing Cody Gakpo up to the striker position paid off. Interesting that the team looks reasonably well-placed at the moment. I think they're in good stead. I think that they did miss Memphis for the first 60 minutes of the game. No doubt. And... The defence did, at times, look a little bit shaky. I think they were being a bit too casual at times with the ball coming out from the back. There was a couple of instances where they played themselves into trouble, particularly Frankie de Jong playing a completely misplaced pass from one yard away from his own byline. It reminded me a bit of that goal that Leeds scored at Anfield, where Rodrigo tapped it in and Van Dijk was completely unaware of where the ball was. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right there. I, um, yeah, I, I do see Senegal and Ecuador now being the critical game, which I is match day three, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. I haven't got it in front of me right now. But, yeah, I, be- I believe that uh, that'll be the one that decides who else is to progress out of this group. Qatar, I I just can't see, based on what I saw this morning, I can't see Qatar troubling Senegal or the Netherlands. Well, let's turn our attention to the games on tonight. We had a quick recap of the ones on this morning, but we've got four games now, Lazarus. And Before we do that, who is your performer of the day today? On an individual basis? Mm. Um, I would say Bellingham. Jude Bellingham's a very good shout. I don't think you could put many from the other two games on the same level as those Ingham players. I think you have to pick someone from the three lines. Jude Bellingham was fantastic. So was Bukayo Saka. I thought Harry Maguire was good. He copped a lot of, of stick. Of course you would. Harry Mag- no, 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 no. I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> no, I'm not no, a, I'm not no. a massive no, defender of Harry no. Maguire. No, of course not. No. But no, truth be told, that's true. He did show why he has been picked for Gareth Southgate. That ball for that he played in for the first goal, that that effectively made the goal, that line-splitting pass into the attack. And he got an assist as well. So he had a good game. But Jude Bellingham's a great shout. I'm going to go for Saka, just to choose somebody else. But it's a, it's a very good choice, Jude Bellingham. A lot of composure for such a young guy on such a big stage. Yes, only 19. Captain of Borussia Dortmund at times. And he may, he, he's probably going to end up wearing the armband for the national team at some point. Future looks good for England. Certainly does, certainly does. Shall we move on to our previews? Yes, yes. So let's dive into it. Big night tonight. Big night indeed. Nine o'clock, Argentina against Saudi Arabia, the first match in Group C. This one looks fairly cut and dry coming into it. Hopefully, perhaps, hopefully? Are you hopeful, Lazarus, that the Asian teams can get on the board here? I'm hopeful one gets on the board tonight. I don't know if it'll be the Saudis, though. And I'm not hoping for the Saudis in particular. Nothing against the Saudis, but I just don't see it. I don't see how they're going to upset the apple cart against Argentina here. Argentina, I think, are going to make a statement tonight. The opportunity is there for them because Saudi Arabia, if we look at how their their cohorts from Asia have done so far, they looked they look ragged, as we say, and Saudi Arabia, they've got the tough test with one of the tournament favourites, your tournament favourite, Lazarus, to take out the entire thing. How do you keep Leo Messi quiet? Teams have been struggling with that for years. Uh, I don't see the Saudis being able to keep uh, Leo quiet. Yeah, I, look, I'm excited to see this Argentinian side on the big stage tonight. I think it'll be a great game for them. And I just don't see the Saudis offering any resistance, even though the World Cup is being pl- played in their neck of the woods. 
So I'm going to go for a heavy Argentina win. I think most people will. Probably Messi on the score sheet. Seeing some shouts for Lautaro Martinez to be actually the golden boot winner. Yeah, I'm thinking about that myself, actually. I'm thinking Martinez will, will be the golden boot winner. But yeah, it's early, it's early days. Let's, let's wait and see what happens. But I, if they rack up a score here tonight, then uh, I fancy Martinez to get at least a double. I'd say probably 4-0, to be fair. Yeah, I said 2-0 on our group preview a couple of weeks ago, but that was mainly a conservative score. Just They could win. They could win by absolutely anything. And it could be 2, it could be 3, it could be 6, like England this morning. I'm not expecting anything other than a comfortable win for the Argentinians. Let's have a look at the other game in Group C, played at 3am tonight, Wednesday morning. Mexico against Poland. This is a mass- massive game for the group, Lazarus. And yep. The winner of this game surely gets into the box seat to qualify. Yeah, similar to the Wales-USA scenario in Group B, this is a massive game for both Mexico and Poland. I've said Mexico will uh, progress out of the group, and in order to do so, they need to win tomorrow morning at 3am, and I'm going to stick with that prediction. I think it'll be 2-1 to Mexico. See, I've gone the other way. I think the Poles can get one over. This Mexican side is perhaps one of the weakest they've named in some time. It's also one of the older squads at the World Cup. So there's a lot of experience, but I think they can be got at. No, I agree. And I think the quality of Robert Lewandowski can come through and produce some goals and produce a win for the Polish team. And I think they win 2-1. I'll go the same score, but reversed. Yeah, yeah that, can e- that can easily happen. Then we go to Group D. Group D, Tunisia and Denmark at midnight Wednesday morning. Yes, big game for Denmark. They really need to get three points out of this one. I'm expecting big things from them at this tournament. So are you, so are many people. They need a swat Tunisia side here. Whether it is in the goals or just in the in the performance, they need to produce something here, I think, because with the French in action, yes, they've got so many problems, and yes, we're all hoping that they end up dropping some points or losing the game altogether, the French, but Denmark, they can lay down a marker here. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Danes win at 2-0. Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a 2-0 win as well for mine. And then we turn our attention to 6am, the big one for the day down here, France against Australia. There's been plenty of players dropping down out of this French squad and plenty of questions asked to French players. Do you know anything about the Aussies? And they all say, nah, don't know anything. Don't know who these players are. Never heard of them. Are they going to be able to escape them come 8 o'clock Sydney time? Look, I think the French will be just too good. Just that little bit too good for us, but I hope I'm wrong. I think the French will win 2-1, but I think the Socceroos will put in a great performance, and let's hope that they can upset the apple cart and at least get a draw. They get a draw, we're alive in this group. That's what it comes down to, and if our predictions are to be believed from earlier that the Danes are going to win the group, it's it's up to the French to drop some points and uh, open the door slightly for Australia or perhaps even Tunisia, but hopefully that's a moot point, and it is Australia who would be able to capitalise it does come down to this game, as you say, and I think Australia will be able to put in a good rear guard action. I don't think we're going to be, or we're not going to be going out and trying to win the ball high up the pitch or play through them or anything like that. It will be hitting them on the break when we can. Long balls up to Mitch Duke to knock down to the fast wingers around. We should mention Martin Boyle, who went down with an unfortunate injury. Yeah, that's unfortunate, and that's a big loss. That's a big loss. But it's an opportunity for um, Graham Arnold to... to um Give Craig Goodwin a, a shot. I think actually, just quickly, who do we think? Uh, how do we think Australia's going to line up? It's probably going to be Ryan. It'll be Karacic, Rolls, uh, Sutar, and Bage across the back four. I think they're all fit and ready to go. Sorry, Nathan. There's a lot of talk about a, a back back five though. 
That's interesting. Mm. That is interesting. That's that's trying to trying to lock the door. Do you go with four in midfield as well to really, really uh, run the point home? Yeah. Who do you bring in alongside Rolls and Suter? Uh, there's a lot of talk about Bailey Wright going in there into the three centrally and having Bayich on um, as a left wing and perhaps Thomas Deng in the right. That's interesting. That that, that is quite defensive. Even picking Tom Deng at, at right wing back or right full back as opposed to Karacic. Yes, he offers some go for, but not as much as others in the squad. I'm interested to see who he plays up front. Is it Mitch Duke up front? I'm expecting it to be the case. And who who does he play on the flanks? It'll be some combination of Lecky, Mabil, and Craig Goodwin. Yeah. For mine, if Rustich is not ready to start, then you need to play Craig Goodwin. Yeah, I think I think that's the case actually. I think Goodwin will start. I think I think Lecky will start. I think the uh, up front striker will be uh, uh, Mitch Duke. And the midfield, I can see, I don't think Krusic is, is going to start in this one because there is that injury cloud over him. But I see, I actually, I think Cam Devlin will start. Devlin and Irvine, yep. Yeah, with Jackson Irvine and uh, Aaron Moy. So we're going for three midfield as well, Lazarus. Yep. So you're, you're thinking it'll be a, a 4-3-3? I, I would actually, that's how I, I would play myself. But if there's a lot of this talk around this back five. So if there is a back five, well, then I think we're just going to have to go with Irvine and and uh, Devlin. That's how I would go. It'd be a big call to leave Aaron Moy out of the side, obviously being a long-time, long-term soccerer, but uh, he's there. To, he's there to make the big calls. Yeah, but just to give us some mobility, like going forward. That's all. Not that Moy doesn't, but maybe he sacrifices Devlin and puts Moy in there, and it's just Moy and Irvine. It it just depends on what he does with this back, uh, with the formation at the back there. Yes, yeah, very interested to see how the Socceroos are going to get on. We narrowly got a defeat in Russia in the opening game. Perhaps it'll be the same result. Perhaps a one-goal defeat with a, a strong performance and a performance filled with opportunity. Maybe we can see it again. Maybe we can seize one this time around, come away with a point. Maybe even three. That's being a little bit optimistic, perhaps. But go the Socceroos nonetheless. Lazarus, thank you very much for joining me this morning on the Daily Doha Series, Episode 2. Thanks, Nathan. And take care, everyone. Go the Socceroos. Go the Socceroos.